Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. Today, we're super excited to welcome an English solo artist, Tim Arnold, to the show. He's got his new album that actually, as we're recording it, it is going live now. It is called Super Connected, and we love it. And there's a whole video thing that goes with this, like a movie, really. Um, God, you've got to go check it out. Go to his website, timarnold.co.uk, and go get it. Um, He's got an actual video that is part of a bigger feature, as I was saying, called Start With The Sound, and you're going to want to check that out. But welcome to the show, Tim. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you, Lisa. Lovely to meet you. You too. I got to have turquoise and blues all around because like you have blue <laughs> hair and I want blue hair now. Like really. like. Um, so why why blue? I have to go right there. Oh my gosh. Well, I think when I first started writing Start With The Sound, I began writing a kind of video, music video script. It wasn't a full film at that point in my head and um and I just wanted to create um a story about a musician who kind of lost touch with music and would would find uh like a tech company uh that were going to provide him with all the answers uh to to connect him with music again and um and of course uh their way of doing this would be to kind of enable you or anybody to put on this sort of tech helmet, you know, like a headset yeah, yeah. that would then make you become whatever it is that you dream of becoming, you know. And so in this musician's life, he would turn into a kind of 70s glam rock star, you know. Um, and so, of course, David Bowie was a, an obvious choice for that. And I've been working with uh, David Bowie's um, movement director um, and um, Lindsay Kemp a few years uh, wow. in working on this album project and uh, he really inspired it as well uh, but of course you know looking back on the life on Mars video it's like yeah well I'm not I'm not going to do a character that has red hair because it's 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 too similar um, and I thought well ah, yeah he didn't do blue and as far as I could remember, there weren't any blue-haired '70s glam rock stars. So I thought we'd try that and see what it looks like. And and uh, and it's stuck ever since. <laughs> Knocking my glasses off. Um, and uh, and and you know that's that's how how we filmed it. So the character, I think, I think not many people, but some people might think that that it's me on the front cover with the blue hair, and it's me playing a character very much, uh, mm. which is sort of Trojan horse because the tech company and the fictional story is only really doing this <laughs> to <laughs> to gather data and information about the person that tries on their new gadget. Oh, yeah, exactly. Just like social media, right? <laughs> it's like one big <laughs> algorithm. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's like one yes. big algorithm, really. And I, and I wonder even about that word, like how it connects with music in a weird way. It's like everything has some kind of wave, a sound wave, and how it's collecting our data. They're using that. And yeah. even every notification has a beep. So are we listening to the little tings and beeps more than we are music? That's right. Um, sound has become a, a kind of notification to many of us. And 
I think that's why on the last song on the Super Connected album, I I decided to use those sounds in a way, you know, they're sounds of like Skype, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. Facebook, Messenger, iPhone noises. And I and I I worked on them for about a week trying out all these different um rhythms and uh, patterns. Uh in a way to try to reclaim the sounds um away from what we how we experience them with that we experience them as something that makes a jump and think oh gosh we've I've got to do this so it's a reminder to do something or answer somebody have to respond all the time and I thought if I could just try to make a tune out of it um yeah then maybe it's like reclaiming it a bit but you know it's pretty powerful what those companies have done with using those sounds so I think when people hear the last song of the album they usually get jump to get their own phone (laughs) oh my god but it's 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 so weird like even before we were talking about like before we recorded about what's happening with even music channels and streaming and and i'm glad to see that you're doing vinyl with this and cds because the streaming thing is is i have to watch my language i'm trying but damn it man it's 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 good I get it for showing popularity and for getting gigs and I've been and all there, Lisa. I know I know where you where you are. <laughs> I can't help it. I just I just want to call BS when it is. Mm-hmm. I is think, that polite? Um, actually, I'll, yeah, yeah. That, uh, I'll just grab something um, quickly. That I always wanted to make this record very much as uh, you know something you could hold. Uh, you can't hold the stream, but you can hold a, a vinyl or a CD, compact disc, or even a cassette. Um, right. and, and it's funny yeah. you saying that. On when I when I send out the albums, which I you know which I do personally, oh, I've got nice. these, I've got these little cards uh, where I you know I sort of put the name of the person that's purchased the record, oh. but uh, but underneath it says, and I really believe this, um, taking my art in your hand means you have had a hand in making my art. Oh. And and it and, and it's exactly that. If you stream my music, it's great for you. And it's great for the company that you have a subscription with. But if you buy my record or you buy my CD, it's great for you and it's great for me <laughs> as an artist. Yeah, but you have something tangible too so it means something. Yeah. Um, it really means something and it and it's yeah. it's it's um I think it's it it's it, it, there is something about the phenomenological world, you know, that 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 we're losing a little bit of late. It doesn't mean we've lost it forever, but at the moment, I think it's. Um, you know, I think we need to speak up. Yeah. And and be loud about it. And I think you know, I love this music that you're doing, and and that other musicians are kind of going, "Hello, let's call it what it is," you know. And and I think what you're really right about having a hand in art because. When you perform live, right, you have that energy of the audience. There's a tangible energy that you can touch and feel. And it's the same thing when you have a vinyl or you take it at the record out of the sleeve. You can smell the actual album where it's been. Was it in a musty place? There's something good yeah. about musty albums that no one can ever tell me it's wrong. It's like, I don't care. I want the mold. But the <laughs> it's, that's bad. It's the but, same as uh, with books as well. You go into yeah. The, the smell of history on something is lovely. I love it's, that. But that's an energy. Whereas streaming, it's kind of like a flat. By the way, everybody goes stream the album, but 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 it's kind of a flat thing. It's yeah. kind of there's I, there's a weird lack of 
I don't know how to explain it. And I would love a scientist have, to get into this. I, I'll tell you something. There's lots of different reasons why there are problems with streaming. And, you know, uh, to be fair as well, there's always problems with anything when it begins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was this thing called cigarettes that was really cool in the 1930s. <laughs> I like, enjoyed them every... when I was a teenager and then I got into trouble way too much. Not good yeah, for But me. historically, this was a cool thing when it started and everyone's encouraged to do it. Even doctors were saying, try the smoke. But um, so, you know. Asthma cigarettes. Do you remember those? People yeah, were, right. they gave them uh, asthma cigarettes. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with streaming, I think the one thing that I found really, uh, I don't know, as a musician, a bit worrying, or was it not as a musician, as a songwriter, mm. was what, what I discovered was that, um, you know, an, uh, a songwriter or music creator, let's call it, which widens it out a little bit, will get paid for the for a stream of their song. One stream of their But actually... It's as long as it's played for 30 seconds, right? So mathematically, if your song is 10 minutes long and someone's listening to that all the time, you're going to make a lot less money than someone whose song is only three minutes long. Are you with me? You're following me? Oh, see the mathematical algorithm of BS. But yeah, so the so the mathematics is encouraged. If 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 you're incentivized by making money, which I'm not, <laughs> but uh, most artists in the popular realm are. I wouldn't call myself a pop artist, but um, it just means that if you have an album full of two minute songs, you're going to make a lot more money. Are we back to really? the old school radio? Old school yeah, yeah, radio it, again? Exactly. And it's Drake, of course, oh. who had that album that I forgot the name of, has like 20 songs on it, but they're all two minutes long. Some of them are one minute long. I can't imagine why he made a song uh, that short. <laughs> but to me, I, and that's a thing, like I always thought, like I love old school late night radio hosts like and we travel the country full time and america's a big darn country and you can tell when you cross a county line and or a village line in your country right in in england we still live in england too and um you can see that they start repeating the same playlist of songs and we yeah. could go through three or four states in one day because we do marathon drives and and we'll, we'll look at each other nancy and i'll look at each other we just heard that. And yeah. it's really the same song over and over until you get to a college town. Then you get public radio and you get college students who take over and say, beep, beep, BS to that. Yeah, Let's cool. do this. And here's some new stuff. And you're like, or really old stuff from the archives, the B-sides, yeah. the seven minute songs. I'm like, thank you. I oh, want yeah. that. Because why should an artist be told like a painter you must only paint eight by four. It's like our books. When we printed our magazines, yeah. oh, you must stick to this. I think that's the point of, as well, is that what you're talking about is very much uh, to do with, hmm, there's music uh, as pop that is uh, thought of as something, I don't know, uh, disposable and a commodity. And then there's music as art. And what's, what's the strange the strange thing? You're, you're is art. That, you are 100% art to me. I, integrity which, which i i sort of hope so because that's the, the music that i grew up listening mm -hmm. to was like that and it's really kind of you to to think of my music like that um uh but i think the 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 older i get the more i see how 
the 60s and the 70s and a little into the 80s i think as well is a is not is is the exception you know those artists that break through with an entire lyrical conscientious approach to the world and culture is is not the norm and of course i i thought it was the norm and <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up with it. I grew up listening to it because of my mom and it's like, and my friends, families, you know, and it was like, yeah. oh, this is the best thing. Even though I was living in different countries, that that was like the pioneers. And it was only later that I realized, oh, these were the pioneers, you know, it's but I lived in business. The business wasn't fully formed then. And it's only since oh. business has become such a oh, good point. It, it, I think Bowie explained it in one of his last interviews no an early interview in 2000 I think and he he discussed the fact that he got into music in the 60s to affect change because uh, you you could really affect change in society at that time but even in the year 2000 he he said I wouldn't get into music now though if I wanted to affect change that's mm. 23 years ago you know so mm. how it is now is kind of that like people certainly of my generation who've been making records for a long time are like ah gosh we got stuck in a in a difficult difficult space but i think what what's good at the moment though is that even though the mainstream has a very limited choice of music and artists to choose from there is more music being made than ever before and there's more and more talent has more outlets so mm -hmm. it i think it depends what channels you look through if you look through the mainstream channels then like you're people, limited people feel like you and me will be very disappointed but i think we have to we have to look in those other spaces and realize you know wherever pink floyd sprung out of and wherever Bowie sprung out of in those amazing creative pools of the 60s and the 70s um they exist they're just not covered by the mainstream anymore that's all yeah yeah or yeah if you're gonna get Pink Floyd it's just like another brick in the wall like over and <laughs> over and it's like Jesus Christ it, it's like they they did so much more David Bowie <laughs> did so much more than what you hear you know I mean God he did I still find songs that I have didn't know about, like from yeah, Bowie to this day, too. that I'm like, holy crap, he did that? Oh, yeah. And then I get it. I, it's like a rabbit hole. And I love it because I love that's what I really love about your music is like it just took me home immediately when I listened. I'm like, oh, like, I just feel like this is at home, but it's so new and fresh and timely. And timely is important because we talk about affecting change, you know. Basically, it's a pain in the ass to affect change, right? That's the biggest thing. Yeah. But music and the arts, whether it's writing, film, painting, artists tell the truth mm. of time. They do. It's honest. When I mean true art is I honest, think, it's integrity, it and, it, and, you, and you suffer for it. Sorry. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I hadn't realized until recently, I just, um, and, and I don't say it from a position of, uh, oh, poor me, because I, I really love the path and the journey that I've chosen in my life. But um, but yeah, I've sacrificed an awful lot to, to do the work I've done. So then, of course, when I was presented with the way um, popular music uh, has been, I don't know, co-opted and commoditized 
uh, I, it, it, you get a little bit frustrated because you realize how much uh, of, of the man. Well, of what you could have in, in society in your lifetime that I could have had that I haven't because I've, I've I kind of made sacrifices to, to follow my artistic um I don't know uh they're not even ambitions but just the, the need to explore uh what I feel about the world and and myself and in relation to it um and that that very much came into being on this album and it's probably why I I, I could have released it four years ago and I could have released it three years ago or two and I just kept building it so it, it's quite mm. a it's quite a beast of a it's a work of art it feels like it and it feels like it's not mine uh as well there's so many different people mm. involved in it. is that a real collaborative well when you watch the video and everyone go to tim arnold's uh youtube you know go to his website and then go to youtube and go get the album and everything from there but when you go and watch the video and now you've got a bigger production which i want to know how how we can all tap into that but when you watch that and you see how many people are involved in this video, it felt like you're part of, like, it took me through so many different movies. And at the same time, I thought, he's going to get the probe somewhere. It's going to happen. The probe is coming. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, but it, 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 it just to me was a very big wake up. When you have the white rooms, mm. the white rooms, like the white coats, anything with a white coat, I'm running to the hills. Give me Kate Bush. I'm going yeah. that hill. Like, <laughs> I'm gone. You know. So the white coat thing, like it's there, but it's like I I feel like it is. We've got to get down to it. I you know I was saying before we we recorded like you know Nancy and I we travel the country documenting parks and land and we did this in Africa and Kenya South Africa we just it's always been who we are, and when you talk about music, like. I feel like we're copying nature in a very synthetic, inorganic, inorganic, I don't know what the word is, but under, it's it's horrible how we're, like, I understand um, recording sound and synth synthesizing. I get all that on the musical side. But all the notifications we get on phones and all of what we're doing is taking away from nature. So, like, let's even think about an alarm clock. Who mm -hmm. the hell wants a bing, 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 bing to wake up to? That's like when you're a baby coming out and you're being born. They slapped you at the beginning. They didn't slap me because I apparently talked before I got yeah. slapped because apparently I talk a lot. But when when you think about waking up in the morning, if you listen and we have the birds outside our window and some people don't have that blessing of birds outside their window. Some people hate the birds outside their window. And I go, okay, you've kind of lost that connection now. You want your phone to do that, you know. So mm -hmm. if we keep distancing ourselves from nature, yeah. how and we're going more into the phone, more into this technology, when I think technology can do an amazing amount of goodness too. So I'm not anti-progression yeah, and, and all of that. But you see what I mean? It's just I feel like we've kind of lost balance and we need to go back to nature because we need that balance to balance like even breathing and stuff eventually like we've got to think for ourselves we got to get our hands in the dirt i i really i really agree with um the what you what you say about nature 
um, because uh, weirdly, obviously, the the album is all about uh, the problems that I did have and had and do have still to a degree uh, with the technology, social communication technology, social media, emails, uh, text messages, all this kind of stuff. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I, I mean, really serious problems I have with it, and mm. and um, and of course, because of releasing the record, finally, I've had to re-enter that world. Yeah. And I found it uh, has been responsible for physical ailments, and this is not an exaggeration. But this, the, 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 you know, I've been with a sort of a movement um, therapist, and you know, oh. holding holding <laughs> something like this, we're closed. Our body is closed. You know, That's when you're point. like, your arms are kind of like this. And um, and I'm, I really wish they'd hurry up with the Tom Cruise Minority Report thing so we can just do that, you know, with the screen. <laughs> um, so and, and I think that's just the body, what it does to the mind, uh, you know, um, maybe not for everybody, but for me and certainly the people that I came into contact with when I was researching uh, the different mm, mental health disorders and challenges that people have had because of um, technology communications is extraordinary i mean it's so complicated and it really is like something that i think edward snowden said with technology we often mm. uh we, we we always uh wonder if we could do something but we never ask if we should <laughs> you know Ooh. Uh, yeah and and, yeah. and i think a little bit of that has happened certainly in terms of uh younger people that um, that inspired uh, the, the me writing the album of Superconnected uh, has very much, um, you know, been harmful, I think, to a lot of youngsters who haven't finished developing, you know, in their brains. Uh, mm. And that's what that's when I, I went to Italy in 2016 uh, to do a concert in Verona and uh, a mm. friend and had, had invited me and he he's a neuropsychotherapist, uh, Ricardo, and and uh, he just told me that his his job had really turned into going and counselling teenagers who would not leave their bedroom, would not go to school. Their parents didn't know what to do with their kid, and uh, and but they were absolutely locked into their you know the world of, of social media. Mm. Uh, and this this was more and more um, uh, at that time. That was probably twenty sixteen. And I started writing about all the songs on this album then wow and then you, when you get to the pandemic um i just suddenly oh, realized i can't i can't talk about this uh, because it, it was questioning our use of screens and technology and so of course in lockdown <laughs> you couldn't really yeah, but, but it's like now we get to talk and actually see each other and have these conversations without a, you know which is yeah. amazing so there's this extra form of, you know, there is energy, you know, yeah. but it's, but the, the, the pandemic, I think was really scary for teens and kids because they were doing school on zoom or whatever. And half of them were going, Oh, I can't be there. And they were really texting. They were on their phones. They were like double timing almost yeah. and playing games. And I, we've talked to, we do a lot of mental health um, show like, it's it's so important to do and we just keep doing it because relationships i i watch people 
go out mm -hmm. to a meal. It's like you're finally allowed to go to a restaurant after all these years, right? Two years of none of that, right? Go out to a restaurant <laughs> and you're texting each other from your damn table. Like, <laughs> let's let's order from a QR code. I understand during pandemic times. But it's in, but it's I, it's it's not it's it's very empowering. Uh, I think mobile phones have become very empowering, and I think for people who don't have problems about their power in the world, that's uh, not a big deal. You know, um, I I've met various politicians who are very comfortable, quite wealthy, and uh, doesn't it doesn't <laughs> mess it doesn't mess with their daily. Uh, uh, the way they go on. Well, but... our politicians are too old to even use them. So, <laughs> <laughs> they're, no. they're like, I'm just like, dudes, come on, can, and women, can you just move on, get on with it? Because how but, do we make change? <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, right. Um, but I think the people that, um, those of us in society who, who don't have a lot of power and don't have a say and a, a support, and a, and, yeah, and a support are really married to their phones and one one thing that i'm doing next week i'm doing an album launch and the film premiere at the roundhouse in london and we've teamed up with a company called yonder who create phone free spaces and what that means is in in a nutshell is when you when you come to the venue and you show your ticket or you buy your ticket uh they take your phone for a moment and they put it in a pouch and then they lock the pouch and they give you the phone back. And then you go into the venue. So it's not like your phone's been confiscated. It's still on your person. You have your phone, but you can't use it in the performance space. And it's not a restriction. Like I'm not using it, but I'm not saying you can't use your phone. I'm saying I, I can't do my show. With if you're you. doing this. Yeah, I can't do it. One, <laughs> One reason is I'm autistic, and I and I only found this out recently, and it had and it has been a massive part of my ability to concentrate in anything uh, when there's many things happening at the same time, unless it's music, which is the opposite. Music is the thing that it can be all kinds of music going on, and uh, and that's very self-regulating for me. But yeah, um, it's actually to help me perform, but also. You're watching a film and you're listening to a guy perform an album live all at the same time. You've not heard the songs. You've not seen the story of the film. It's quite a lot. So if you're checking your mobile phone for like the football results uh, in the middle of the show or taking a photo, you're going to... So you're damn gonna, rude. You're going to miss... Well, I don't think... Uh, yeah, I, it can be seen as it's rude. It's rude. I'm sorry. I, it, back <laughs> in the day, there was like, you don't even go to the bathroom during yeah. a performance. Absolutely. I think it, it depends what kind of work you're doing. And I I keep saying this to everybody that's asked me, what's so going to give my phone over? And I was like, yeah, it's not that I, I'm advocating that all live events should not have mobile phones. My one on this occasion is that. And I'll it's do a another... special occasion, too. Special so occasion. You're, you're, the whole movie uh, is going to be behind there. So like you're performing. Uh, yeah, I'm singing Tell me about it's... that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. How's that going to work? Like, and how do I mean, can we watch this full film the afterwards? Full... Like, I want to know. I'll so watch the... it on my phone. I'm kidding. I won't. I'll watch <laughs> it. On... I'll at least increase it to the computer or TV. <laughs> so when, I, when I was beginning uh, when I, fi I finished the album and thought, great, I'll release the album. And then then I thought, no, I won't, because nobody will, well, not nobody, but many people probably won't be able to listen to it from beginning to end, because not many people do now. 
uh, and, I, and it was a kind of idea of how could I get everybody to experience the whole album? And, and, I, and I just thought, nobody has a challenge watching an hour of Netflix. It's really easy, right? You don't need to say, please watch the episode until the end. That you, you know, it's not a challenge, is it? I listen to the whole album. I well, I think you do. It. you do, you do. But I think there are some. I know what you mean. Yeah, life is busy, and I think a lot of people would like to listen to a whole album. Just come, it's just changed. So uh, I thought, well, it's relaxing watching a drama these days. I guess in the way it was relaxing to listen to a whole album in the seventies, and I'd already started writing a story to the songs. So I thought, I'll wait to put the album out and I'll work on this film and by the love of a community of new and old friends I managed to make this film drama which I ended up acting in as well which I wasn't intending to do um, oh come on yeah that's cool though well my my producer said to me uh I said do you think I should do this part and she she said if you don't feel comfortable with doing it, I think you probably should. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's my dear friend, Nim. And um, and so, yeah, um, the, but the film has no words. So it's a silent movie mm-hmm. set to uh, the album in sequence, very similar to Pink Floyd's The Wall, which, mm-hmm. of course, has some little bits here and there of dialogue, but not really. It's mostly all the songs in sequence. So that's how I knew it might be possible. And so, of course, originally I just thought that would go on to like Netflix or Amazon or something like that. Uh, but I honestly, I just didn't, I haven't been able to find anybody in the British music industry or all film industry who could understand. Ah, pioneer. Yeah, see, but that that's the thing. That's the thing. And you do something new. It's like, yeah. and it's oh, kind of, God, how dare you? You need to, everybody else has to do it before you can do it, right? Exactly. Well, no one's mm-hmm. really doing that, Tim. And uh, and I, I, I take that always. But that's as, a compliment. Okay, I can go to my grave knowing that I'm feeling happy. You know, I, I was doing something. Well, this is, this. you know, as you retire, this really came to mind of, and even some interviews I just recently did with musicians kind of in this space of going like, this is BS what we're doing right in the world. And and there's so many different ways, whether it's climate change, whether it's technology, AI, algorithm, BS, how streaming, I mean, there's, so people are standing up and musicians. So I kind of feel like, like Nancy and I were talking about this the other day. I kind of feel like we're going back to the eighties in a weird way. So 80s music sound mm. is kind of merging with some of the old rock and blues and everything. But there's this interesting yeah. pioneer thing. Like, and I said, you know, so sampling is really using new sounds is becoming the mm-hmm. new, the new wave of people capturing new music. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is going to be what happens now. However, the musicians now are like, it, it's like punk is in there. Like the attitude is in there. And it can even come out in classical music, punk, in a way of like, I'm going to wake you the hell up, right? And so I kind of feel like everything's merging into this little storm of like, wake the hell up. And I feel like that is what's happening with music now. Mm. And it's coming from, it's weird because we have the internet and technology that opens up all this creativity, 
yet is insanely restrainted. It's like yeah. being in a prison and not being able to, to perform. It's, it's, so I feel like everyone's rebelling right now. It's, and it's, it's good uh, in a way. It's more yeah. creative stuff happening because of I, it's, I really agree with what you're saying about it being a time with the most incredible opportunities being made available, but somehow the freedom, the freedom <laughs> to use them is 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 not quite as tangible as we'd hope it would be. And and in that way, it reminds me of the ring in Lord of the Rings, you know, with mm. this incredible um, object of power that can do anything, it can and it can work for good or evil, right? And um, and of course, the weight of it is enormous if you are trying to do good with it. You know, like we see Frodo has. It's this yeah. the, the pressure to stay good with this thing. And I think it's very similar with, with AI uh, and all of those things. I mean, on on this album, I think it's not the last one. The, 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 just right at the end of the album, there's a song called Where Am I in All of This, <laughs> which I think began very much as a sort of autobiographical thing of where am I in in literally it was a real thing uh but the last lyric of that is is um uh, I can't take any more today and I can't fake it's not here to stay oh that's really about data colonialism and that's what this is we had slavery in oh the that's a really good term it's not my colonialism oh yeah, i love that term it's, so, it's i don't like it because i don't like what it stands for but it's true well, it, it's holy a, crap it's true. yeah data colonialism was coined by a professor of media studies at london's london at the london school of economics he's called nick cauldry uh, and he wrote a book uh, called the costs of connection and of course Ooh. i did i discovered this book halfway through writing super connected and reached out to him and I, I interviewed him on my own podcast. Oh, cool. And, Tell everybody uh, where how to get your podcast. Yeah, my podcast is called uh, Super Connected Conversations. Uh, it's on all the places where you hear okay. But you can there's one episode with Nick Cauldry and um and he wrote this book called The Cost of Connection, and it and it really argues the case very successfully for uh, that, the original slavery that we know from the 16th century and, and, and before, um, predominantly, obviously, in Britain and America, uh, uh, is uh, basically the same system that corporate tech companies oh, are using with data. Our data is now the value. That's the gold. And, but we are the slaves, you know, and uh, it's not a... It's not a fantastical sort of uh, sensationalized um, account. This is like no. years and years of research of one of the London's most like preeminent um, economic professors. I mean, he's he's a bit of a genius, Nick. And so um, that 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 really opened my eyes to the fact that it is it is something that's gone too far. And I don't I don't think it's like there's a dastardly baddie you know, behind it, all like a Bond villain, you know, like in the James Bond film. There's like yeah. a, it's a, a collective. A it's a collective. I think it's a collective. It's Well, I think it's, but it's also... It just happened. And it's also a system and, and mm -hmm. systems come into place. And if you work in a system and it's your job and your children being fed depends on you being in that job, in that system, you don't question it very much. It's normal, you know. Uh, I don't like to blame other human beings. I think all all of us as human beings are capable of the same beautiful or horrific 
uh, behavior. And if, if it's horrific behavior happening, it, it, it's because there's a system being put in place, mm. which is which we've kind of not noticed because we've been in it too long. Mm. And I think most of the songs on Super Connected are kind of about my my battles to get to that point where I was cross with other people. Why why are you uh, c- communicating like that? Why do you like it when I? share this but you don't like that and and eventually i realized hang on this isn't them this is the system that we've been put in by who not another person it's the system itself you know yeah yeah it it's yeah it's messed up and your lyrics by the way that is one of my big draws to your music is your lyrics um your lyrics because they're not over fanciful and it just like I think it is such a talent to be able to musically get under your skin with something so like, boom, you get it, you know? And when you go like, here it comes, here it comes. Like when I was listening to that, I was like, you could take that in so many ways, depending on what you're going through in that day. Like it could be, okay, here comes the deluge of notification. Here comes the emotional feeling of all this crap. You know, you know, it's coming like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like there's all or it could be the high people get off of notifications like I got 10,000 on my TikTok. Oh, and then let me delete this post because it only got 100. Like, yeah, what the. And that's that's the thing, isn't it? This is the sickness we have. And it our kids are going business. through it. They're becoming yeah. YouTube stars, which, fine, you found something, but mm. what is of substance? Yeah, that's what, what I want. I think what that's a really good word, substance, because it's it's um once once they, once they pull the cord on the internet, all of these dependencies are gone. You know, it, it's and so. What is a substance that really, and, and you know what I found more than anything else with doing work online or operating in the social media sphere or the digital hemisphere is that time just gets eaten. Mm-hmm. And that when you stop, I've do like digital detoxes regularly, have done for nice. four years, I suppose. And I'm getting time back. So I suddenly, it's like I get so much more out of a day. Like, can you just enjoy a cup of tea and actually enjoy a cup of tea in yeah. a book and just yeah. watch someone go down the street or look at a bird out the window or, you know what I mean? Where you actually take a walk without having a phone in hand and walking into a street lamp. And 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 I think, you know, this, someone listening to this will think, not everybody but some people were they are it's like anti-tech it's like it's not anti-tech no there's good uses with it (laughs) yeah it's about being aware of how we are with tech there's an amazing um uh philosopher guru uh from the early 20th century that i discovered by reading about in a kate bush biography when i was 12 and and he's called gurdjieff and gurdjieff talked about and this is like over 100 years ago and he talked about how we are as human beings with every single thing we do um even if if we do something new quite quickly become robotic in it and and it's a habit and he he developed all these exercises even now i'm doing that with my hands and he would say what happens in your brain before you even lift a hand to do it that it goes that Mm. way 
and that you know it's like every little bit it's you know, it's really scientific to be honest but i think really it's quite a value at the moment in understanding just how much we're doing robotically i mean when i'm on this it's a choice i've got another phone which is a dumb phone they call it uh, which doesn't have any internet on it you know it's a mobile old-fashioned mobile phone so depending on what I'm doing, um, I'll have this one, or I'll have the dumb phone. But on this one, I'm really aware I'm doing stuff so automatically that I'm not surprised that I'm mentally drained at the end of the day and, and feel physically sort of depleted as well, because I've been in the same robotic kind of... Well, I've done, I've done tests on this because, you know, as we travel, um, like right now where we are, we're on water, a waterfront. I Looking past you, I see a river and oh, there's a wow. pair of ospreys taking care of their nest their, their eggs i you can come here <laughs> you know but and i mean it's beautiful it's absolutely gorgeous and very lucky to be here but to be in nature suddenly yeah this calm took over my phone now if i'm in a busy space my brain is very ding bad. It goes ding, ding, ding all the time. I'm like one of those people. And then I crash, boom, because my body says, you're going to go down, girl. <laughs> you're going down, right? And to to wind my brain down, like after interviews and magazine deadlines and travel, I need to, to how do you unwind while you're on your phone? And yeah. do you really sleep after that? So here we are, this lake view, everything. My body has just said, you're sleeping here. You're sleeping. You're going to bed early. No, I don't care. You're supposed to work because I've been working crazy hours lately. And it's like, no, I'm not on my phone. Like I try to do something and it's like, no, you're going down the power of nature. So mm. it's kind of these interesting. And I do this as we travel. And I wonder about that, about us as society getting away from having some. I'm going back to the nature thing. As we separate ourselves from part of our heartbeat, we're screwing up. So I'm not saying that if we live I in love flats, that. I love that. You refer to nature as part of our heartbeat. We are connected. We are part oh, of yeah, trees. Absolutely. Part of our DNA, DNA, DNA is connected to trees. So as mm. we cut them down, like I've been in places where I start getting really upset and emotional. I'm going, oh, what? You know, don't look at me just because I'm a woman that way. No, not you. I'm just, it's not that. And I'll go around the corner and they're cutting a tree down. And my body knows. And I'm very, very connected with nature. I grew up in the bush, you know, and I, I just that way. And whenever you put me in society, I start to rebel and become quite an idiot. It's not, it's not, um, it's not natural, I don't think, for us to box ourselves up. You know, we live in condos and flats, apartments, wherever we are in the world. Have some plants, put a patio garden, do what you can, have community parks. I don't yeah. care if it's 10 feet wide. We create these dead zones in our life and then we put technology on top of it. Mm. We need that balance is all I'm saying. I think that's what the conversation, it's not like anti-everything. Yeah. It is called finding the balance absolutely and and also um it's i i grew up for uh, in an area of london called soho you probably oh, heard yeah, yeah. Of soho um my my mum and my grandfather both lived there as well and um so i wasn't born there but i ended up going there because of the family roots and i felt connected 
Um, and one of the That's things cool. that I used to talk about Soho was when it when it started being kind of pulled down a little bit and uh, and we lost a lot of amazing music venues and cultural spaces. Oh, uh, really? It really contributed historically, yeah. And um, one of the things I used to talk about was what made it somewhere that everybody loved was its variety and diversity. So, yeah, there were Italians. Yes, there were Turks. Yes, there were Hungarians. That's awesome. Greek. Um, oh, my was, God. That means you have good food everywhere. Yeah. Coffee shops, film industry, music industry, theater land. That's vibrant. It's like everything. And. And I think it's the same with all life. The key to, I think, a really balanced life that we oh, it's diversity exist, on everything that we can, that we can exist uh, in our natural state in uh, uh, effectively is when we don't sort of have this absolutist idea that everything should be one way, because. It, it it's a little bit like that with what I'm talking about on the album. Many of these tech companies that we that govern a large proportion of our lives tell us how we should communicate and how we shouldn't communicate. Hmm. And well, the thing is, they're not yeah. wrong about they're not wrong about their way. They're not. They're not. But it's it true. doesn't yeah. cancel out the other way. And so what we learn yeah. with the digital revolution isn't null and void we can bring that as well. And that's that's kind of where I'm coming from with Superconnected. I, I think you use use what the tools we have for betterment. Yeah. It's not balance. about replacing one with the well, other. Well, I, I really want to go on this diversity part where you're talking about, yeah. because we are the big blend, right? And our thing is everything is connected. Like I'm talking to you about trees when we're supposed to be talking about music, but we're talking about digital. We're talking about mental health. We're going everywhere because it's balance, a balanced life. They tell you don't you don't put one thing on your plate. We know from agriculture, big crops like one crop that grows in one area devastates the soil. Right. It doesn't do well, whereas a farm that rotates crops and has a diversity of crops does very well. And it's healthier for us eating it. Right. So we're the big blend. So marketers want us to be, oh, well, you're you're doing a little bit of everything. Not mm. good enough. We want, you know, for investment and marketing and all that stuff yeah. that we <laughs> have to survive on. Um, we want this, we want that. And so we're a big blend. And then we go, okay, well, here's our travel podcast and our travel magazine. Here's <laughs> our food magazine. And it does very well because everybody loves this. So then we were like, well, we're sneaking back into the field. Let's do our daily big blend podcast of a little bit of everything. And what happened? Oh, yeah. Went very well. And I'm like, oh, yeah, watch this. So now we're launching a whole new thing with it. And it, we're back to being the blend. And we have to yeah. now diversify everything and still go back to our roots and balance. Because hmm. deep down, how do you introduce something new to somebody? I think that's a very hard thing for musicians and artists. You love music. How did you listen to the first song of the artist? You know, if not, once you like the artist, then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, we want something new. But to hear it for the first time, for me, I don't care. Someone's like, there's new music. I'm like, bring it, bring it, you know? And sometimes you may not like it the first time. You may have to listen to it three times to go, oh, now I like it. You know, all depends. Oh, so, so many different we're factors all, with music. Yeah, know. we just need to breathe in a bit 
slow the hell down, accept diversity in everything, including technology. Yeah. Including how we handle the yeah. variety of what's happening in climate change solutions, including everybody is this absolutist. I think we were saying about that. It's like, oh, it's one way, the highway. Bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> it's it is it it's not that way. It doesn't work that way because nature doesn't work that way. And the natural world is what yeah, we are and, living in. And the other thing was um it's okay to be a human being who is conflicted it's okay not to be able to make a choice well, if you aren't feeling something that's yeah. when you have a problem that's a exactly and somebody uh said to me recently oh i thought you'd left you'd taken your music off spotify which i did uh about two years ago i took my whole discography off spotify because they were um yeah uh, invest, investing in ai military companies and i and i didn't like my music being in that space that was putting money into well, war or defense whichever one they both belong with each other don't they so i i i haven't been on spotify until now and um and i had to go back on because nobody could find my music not everybody wants vinyl and cd nobody not everybody wants to use bandcamp i'm conflicted and 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 that's where it's really important to go when someone says to you, well, do you believe in Spotify or don't you? I'm conflicted. And my music's on it. And that's okay. So that you know, podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's that's human. It doesn't feel good <laughs> that they invest in military companies and that my music's on it. I don't like it. Um, I like that people can hear my music. That's Because that's going to make positive change. Yeah. But, th but what we're living in these days is like, you've got to be on this route or that route. It's like, well, I'm a bit on the both routes at the moment, I'm afraid. Oh, um, politically too. Like, how, oh, the side or that side. No, like I don't have pure blonde hair. It's dirty blonde. And sometimes in the <laughs> summer, it goes like nice and brilliant. I'm just going to go get blue hair like you. <laughs> it's like, it's far yeah. easier because it's like, mine's hey, I can. Mine's natural, though, of course. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> you know, but in the end, you've got it like merged in, you know. But yeah. how dare you merge something, you know, and blend it in? <laughs> it, grew, but... it grew like this. It's been like this since I was a baby. Oh, really? What did you have? Blueberries as your first food <laughs> element, <laughs> you know? But yeah, yeah, I think it's it just, God, I feel like we've forgotten to celebrate life and actually take a breath of fresh air and go outside, mm -hmm. enjoy the sunshine. And now it's spring, summer, depending on where you are in the hemisphere, though. Get out yeah, there and just enjoy. just done here so in London. So, yeah, hopefully. Where was... were you born in England? I was, well, I was born in, in the, the north of Soho. Um, in, oh, okay. In the, west, in the West End, yeah, in the Middlesex Hospital. Uh, but I grew up in North London until I was eight. And then I lived all over Europe, France and Spain. My mother's oh, a... Oh, sweet. Yeah, um, well, she was uh, a singer and an actress and uh, she retired now, but... Um, but did a lot of cabaret and theatre shows all over Europe. So oh I, my! I grew up in a camper van for a year. Oh, see, you're just like us. See, you understand the gypsy life. But traveling the gypsy life is for me. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. You know, I did that like, in South Africa with Nancy, my mom. Normally, she'd be here uh, with us, but we're on deadline and went through internet hell. And so she's like, "I gotta get this magazine out." I'm like, "All right, get it done. Let's just go outside in the sun." But <laughs> 
but, so, yeah. but that's we lived in England. That's what I was asking because we used to. Live oh, in England whereabouts? When I was in a kid. Southport. Southport. So it's up in the north. Yeah, and um, Preston. Don't okay. tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Apparently, they <laughs> give us the eyebrow, and we're like, we didn't know. Like we <sighs> were just there, and then yeah, we went from Kenya to England to South Africa, and we were there for about a year and a half, and then wow. came back. Um, then we lived in Guernsey in the Channel Islands for a little bit between oh, wow. South Africa and coming back to the States. But when you were in Africa, did you travel through Zambia? No, we didn't do Zambia. Uh, a little bit of Zimbabwe, uh, mostly Kenya and South Africa, and then some of the uh, African countries like the Transkei and Lesotho and Swaziland, but um, um, Tanzania. Africa, I really want to go, because um, my, my father was from Zambia. Oh, uh, wow. I've never been there. so I, I Oh, you should go. Like, mm. you know what? I keep thinking that, like, when you think about Freddie Mercury, like, I yeah. want to tell people, like, he comes from Africa, man. It's yeah, like, I know. And but what's it's like, he was Zanzibar, Zanzibar. And that's some crazy, that's a crazy place, too. You no, know, like, it's historical. really amazing that you brought that up, Lisa, because I was a member of the Queen fan club. Seriously, um, I love seriously, it. I had a little membership card when I was 12, 1987. And, um, uh, and it was the first time I was, I'm mixed race, and but I, I kind of knew that, but didn't know it because my mum was white and my older brother was white. Everybody was white. So I kind of grew up thinking, I'm probably white, really, when I was a kid. You know, I just didn't. No, really you can't be. You've got blue hair. You're a blue yeah, hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, I, but I didn't know about, and, and, I, and I remember saying to my mum when I was very young, I said, God, I'd I'd love to do something like Freddie Mercury when I'm older. And, oh, look at you now! And, and she said, she said, well, he, you know, he's 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 not even fully he's not English anyway. I was, and I didn't know I was twelve or thirteen, and it, it kind of gave me confidence because I was I'm half Indian, and knowing that he was from Zanzibar just made me think, okay, so I can do rock and roll too. Yeah, you can. <laughs> amazing yeah and look at the indian culture what's happening now like i mean come on it's incredible it is and and the rhythms that's to me that's you know growing up in africa is the rhythm and the vocals are so powerful and you know so it was just a really i think with your music too because we were so much on the like the music would come from europe yeah so you'd hear that sound in your sound like i said that as soon as I listened, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm home. That That's like my term of like, yeah. I'm glad, yeah. glad you like it. It's, it's really it's been a long time coming as well. Uh, I've made three other albums during the making of this album. I've released. Oh, wow. Three cool. Others. So, so it's it, it's been a long time. It's really lovely meeting somebody for the first time and uh, and, and hearing that it resonates with you. Oh, it, it's like that was immediate. It was immediate from push play on. I'm like, oh, I'm in. I'm in. You got me immediately. So, so thank you for joining us here on Big Blend Radio. Thank you. Uh, everyone has to keep up with you. Uh, everyone go to, let me get it right here. Well, there's superconnected.technology too. Look at that. You got a technology link. Well, too. it had to be really, didn't it, for that? But I think yeah. technology is what we've been doing for the last hour. That's the Hey, real- listen, but this is the positive part, right? So that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. So everyone, timarnold.co.uk. Again, the album is super connected. Go to YouTube to watch the video we were talking about. Uh, go check that out. And uh, 
stay in touch. And for people that are in the movie industry who understand all that stuff, get in touch with Tim because, you know, <laughs> seriously, it's so cool. Go to his YouTube channel. And then if you can get the album or the CD that is preferred and Bandcamp, they are the best streaming outlet for musicians. I'm just saying. And Bandcamp Fridays are the best. So check that out. So thank you so much, Tim. And stay in thank touch you. with your new albums. I will absolutely look forward to talking to you again.